We are in Doctrine and Covenants section 82, and there's a few things that I really, that jumped out that I love. The first is very first, verse 1, Verily I say unto you, my servants, inasmuch as you have forgiven one another your trespasses, even so I, the Lord, forgive you. And I just love this thought, and it goes right into verse 2. All of you have sinned. Are we not all beggars? That scripture um, verse 6, the anger of God is kindled against the inhabitants of the earth. None doeth good, for all have gone out of the way. None of us is perfect. And I've said before, it's like the math equation where I've asked the students, tell me everything you think President Nelson has done to get into heaven and everything we're asked to do. Can we make it? And the whole point is, all of that's put in the parentheses and outside of it's the A for the atonement. We all have need of a savior. We are all beggars. We all fall short. Um, we all want to go back as better versions of ourselves, but we all need Christ. And so I just love that the gift of repentance and I love the gift of forgiveness. I love that we can trust God, that he is the judge, that he has felt that he is all knowing and he sees into the heart of man. And so he is the perfect judge. And because he has forgiven me and because he has made me a better person, I can trust that he can do the same for everyone else and knows what they need or or how to judge them. And I can trust that. I can walk away and say, I leave that to you. And if you forgive them, that's good enough for me. That's It's not my business anymore. And there was the conference talk that talked about um, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and wanting your enemy to die. And that, I hope I'm saying that right. That is so true though. It just, anger just poisons the soul. And I have had occasion where President Nelson has said, you know, is there anyone you need to forgive? And I have worked through things and I really didn't think I needed to, but I'm so grateful for the power that God gives to forgive and for the peace it brings to let go. And um, I do think that's one of those things is God has walked me down the path of life that I have gotten better at. And I'm so grateful for that because it takes a long time to learn. Holding on to that resentment and that bitterness just only harms you. And so what a freeing thing to say, I trust you, God, and I leave it to you, whatever your judgment is. It's just such a gift. We had a man in our bishopric talk about, just so emotionally talk about finally getting to a point in his marriage where he realized it just wasn't worth the arguments. It didn't matter who was right or wrong. What mattered most was their relationship with God. And and it's true. The older I get, the more I realize just forgiveness is such a gift and God gives the enabling power and it's freeing. Okay, the second verse that I really love that jumps out is verse 10. And it's, I, the Lord, am bound when you do what I say, but when you do not what I say, you have no promise. And that was the scripture when um, my husband and I were dating and he was tired of me being so mean. I had told him he needed to date other people. He had said, I love you. And I said, oh gosh, well, um, I think we need to date other people. And 
it's because I knew it was him and I was scared to death. I have taught many messages on many lessons on marriage and ask the kids, you know, what do they think when they see that word? And for me, the biggest thing was terror. I was terrified. The hardest thing for me was to have faith that someone wouldn't hurt me, that my marriage wouldn't end up in divorce. And I don't know why, because I grew up in a home with two parents who were awesome parents, but that was my biggest fear. And The awesome thing was my husband went away for the weekend to hunt and fasted that the Lord would tell me. He just, he was 25 and said, I'm just done with this. I don't want to play this game. And he had also had a very powerful witness. It was me. So went away fasting and the Lord gave me um, the mouth of three witnesses. And the very last one was my institute teacher who stood and said, I had a lesson prepared. I'm not going to teach it. I'm going to share instead how I met my wife and told their whole story, which so mirrored mine. It was crazy that someone else had had a similar experience. He was 25. She was 20. She was getting ready to put her papers in and it was just so mirrored ours. So he talked about coming to his wife and um, asking her, you know, if she was terrified of marriage, if that's what the problem was. And I've shared this before, so I don't want to go into a lot of detail. And she says yes. And so he does the scripture with her and says, I, the Lord, am bound when you, and then says her name, do what I say. But when you says her name, do not what I say, you have no promise. And then he shared their story and just said, I promised her that if she would have the courage and the faith to move forward in what God was asking us to do, he would back us the rest of our life. And after class, he walked down the aisle in this classroom of a hundred plus kids and put the scripture on my desk and said, that lesson was for you. And I could not explain away as I had the other things that had happened where I went, that's a coincidence. That's interesting. That was so pointed. I knew that God had let me know in no uncertain terms and many, many witnesses that my husband was a good match for me. Now, if I had also had the Spirit say, if I decided not to, he would provide someone else for my husband and eventually I would find someone else. But that was the thought of that really kept me going was just, I can't imagine I've dated enough. I know what's out there. This guy is such a good guy. I can't imagine that I would ever get over it if he went and married someone else and I didn't marry him. And so I had to move forward in faith. But that scripture is true, that when we have that faith and when we move forward, we have God's promise. When you do what I say, you have my promise. When you do not what I say, you have no promise. And I love knowing that obedience to tithing, obedience to sacrament, obedience to scripture reading, to prayer, all of those, I, the Lord, delight to honor and bless you, pour out the windows of heaven. And it does not mean A plus B equals C. What it does mean is that God is the door is opened and he is able to provide blessings for us. It doesn't guarantee that life will be smooth. 
It doesn't guarantee a certain blessing. We are meant to be tried and tested. But you can be assured God will walk with you and help you and you will have peace. And I I love that scripture because that is what keeps me steadfast and hanging on to that iron rod. There's no way I will let go because I so believe that promise and that promise is to everyone. And I love saying that to my students. Do you think that was just for me because God thought I was some incredible young woman? Do you think that was just a promise to my husband because God thought he was some incredible young man? That promise is for everyone. And I love being able to say to them, if you do your part, light attracts light. God will lead you to someone else who is doing his part and covenanting with God and putting him first in his life. And he will bring the two of you together and let you know it is a good match. And he will back that if you are steadfast and continue to do those things. I love that promise. Okay, the last um, group that I really, that jumped out that I love that I want to touch on is verse 15. Therefore, I give unto you this commandment that you bind yourselves by this covenant And it shall be done according to the law of the Lord. Behold, here is wisdom also in me for your good. And ye are to be equal, or in other words, ye are to have equal claim on your properties for the benefit and the managing of the concerns of your stewardship. Every man according to his wants and needs, insomuch as his wants are just. And um, and then 18, and all this for the benefit of the church of the living God, that every man may improve on his talents, that every man may gain other talents, yea, even a hundredfold, to be cast into the Lord's storehouse, to become the common property of the whole church. And what I love about this is that it's all about benefiting the whole. One of the covenants that we make in the temple is, um, I won't give you the covenant, but that that everything we have is God's and we are to be wise stewards. We are to understand it's all his and for the benefit of the entire church, everything we have, our time, our talents, everything is God's for the building up of the church and to bring others to him. And I just so love that we should look at it as an opportunity. Okay, what can I bring to benefit this team? We were chosen because we said we would play a part, that we would be gatherers. We weren't chosen because we were better than anyone else. God knew we were valiant and would do what he needed us to do. And so I really, really love that thought that it's not just financial, it's talents, it's time, it's everything that we have on this earth, that we turn back to the Lord we're stewards of to show him that we will be a vital part of his team and how badly I've said I want to go back and know the Lord is proud with what I've done. Okay, um, jump down to 23, leave judgment alone with me for it is mine. And that just goes right back to the first, that forgiveness. It is mine. Peace be with you and blessings will come. Just trust God to work it out. If there is someone you need to forgive, start praying now to know how the Lord would have you do that. Free yourself of that anger and that angst. It's amazing how God can work miracles and how lighten that load. And then 24, for even yet the kingdom is yours and shall be forever 
if you fall not from your steadfastness. And that's what enduring is. It's being steadfast. It's doing those things we've been commanded to do every single day. And having an eternal perspective. Using what the Lord has given us to build the kingdom and bless others and draw all we can to him. What a gift to be part of that team. How lucky we are. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.